Hey, friends. This episode is sponsored by Mood Plus, a company with a unique and ancient solution to modern stress. Some fascinating studies have happened in recent years that have shown the impact of beneficial microorganisms on mental health, specifically a bacteria called Mycobacterium vaccae. Basically, these microorganisms interact with our immune system and promote mental well-being as well as resilience to stress and anxiety. Normally, we would be exposed to this bacteria through contact with soil and mud. That's how our ancestors did it. But as society has grown and we've better understood disease, our efforts to combat the bad microbes have also reduced our contact with the good microbes. This is where Mood Plus comes on the scene, because they are on a mission to harness the natural power of these microorganisms in order to enhance health and well-being. If you're looking for a natural, research-backed way to impact your mental well-being and boost your mood, then give Mood Plus a try. The company is called Mood Plus, but it's spelled M-U-D with an umlaut over the U. So listen close for the website because I'm going to spell it all out for you. Visit mud-plus.com and use code TRYMUD at checkout for 15% off your first order. Again, that's mud-plus.com and use code TRYMUD at checkout for a 15% discount. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. Hello, hello, everyone. Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to another episode of the Having It All podcast. I'm psyched to be chatting with you today, and this episode we're going to jump into was inspired by a TED Talk that I watched earlier in the week from Tim Ferriss. Now, Tim Ferriss, if you don't know who he is, he is an entrepreneur, he's an author, he's a podcaster, he's got one of the most successful and popular podcasts out right now, it's called The Tim Ferriss Show, and I first was introduced to him, or you know who he was, I haven't actually personally met him, not yet, but I was first introduced to what he does uh, through kind of the self-experiments he was doing to see how he could improve his um, effectiveness and work and productivity and happiness and health. Um, he, if you Google him, you'll see that he, he, he's called the human guinea pig because he does a lot of these things on himself and then he shares and talks about them. So anyway, um, check him out if you don't know who he is. And this TED Talk that I listened and watched on him recently was called why you should define your fears instead of your goals. Now, if you've been a listener to this podcast for any period of time, you can probably understand why I would be interested in this. It's because fear and the choice between love and fear is really a theme that's at the heart of this show and really has been something that has 
opened me up, exposed me up, exposed me to really who I am. And what I mean by that is over the, the, the number of, I don't know, four, five, six years, I have tried as, as often as I can to step into my fears, to face my fears, and to ultimately choose love over choosing fear. Because I spent so many years of my life choosing fear. I spent so many years of my life being afraid, shying away from, from the spotlight, you know, stepping down from the ledge when, when there was an opportunity for me to jump into something exciting and new. All of that stuff scared the crap out of me. Whether it was new friendships, new relationships, new business opportunities, whatever, it scared the crap out of me. So I spent many, many years choosing fear and succumbing to fear. And it wasn't until relatively recently, like I said, four or five years ago, when I made a very, very conscious decision to choose love. And ever since then, I've been experiencing the domino effect from that choice, from, you know, having a circumstance in front of me that scared the crap out of me, having a, you know, a situation being presented to me where it was just the thought of it was making me insanely uncomfortable, just a, a huge amount of anxiety, an overwhelming feeling of anxiety, and stepping into it anyway. So that is at the heart of this show and is at the heart of a lot of the things that I share with you. So when I saw this TED Talk from Tim Ferriss talking about defining fears instead of goals, I was very, very interested. I'm like, okay, Tim Ferriss is a guy who you know, is, is all about creating and going after those things you want in life and experiencing life to the fullest. So let me see what he's talking about in terms of goals and fears. Now, I really enjoyed his TED Talk. It's short, like most TED Talks are. It's only like 13 minutes. And I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes for this episode over at firesidenetwork.com. So I recommend you go check it out. And really, this the, the whole TED Talk is Tim sharing, you know, he shares this recipe that he has. He calls it a recipe for avoiding self-destruction and self-paralysis. That's the big thing. It's a recipe for avoiding self-paralysis. And really, we can look at it as, you know, you are going to be, in life, you're going to be presented with choices. You're going to be presented with things that are going to, you know, stir up those fear emotions in you. And a lot of times, it's just thinking about that choice, just thinking about taking that step, thinking about approaching that person, thinking about taking that job, thinking about whatever it is, it, in your imagination, your thoughts about it, the fear just magnifies. And simply thinking about those things make it seem much bigger and much scarier than it actually is. And that's what creates that paralysis, that self-paralysis. Hey friends, this episode is sponsored by Mood Plus, a company with a unique and ancient solution to modern stress. Some fascinating studies have happened in recent years that have shown the impact of beneficial microorganisms on mental health, specifically a bacteria called Mycobacterium vaccae. Basically, these microorganisms interact with our immune system and promote mental well-being as well as resilience to stress and anxiety. Normally, we would be exposed to this bacteria through contact with soil and mud. That's how our ancestors did it. But as society has grown and we've better understood disease, our efforts to combat the bad microbes 
have also reduced our contact with the good microbes. This is where Mood Plus comes on the scene because they are on a mission to harness the natural power of these microorganisms in order to enhance health and well-being. If you're looking for a natural, research-backed way to impact your mental well-being and boost your mood, then give Mood Plus a try. The company is called Mood Plus, but it's spelled M-U-D with an umlaut over the U. So listen close for the website because I'm going to spell it all out for you. Visit mud-plus.com and use code TRYMUD at checkout for 15% off your first order. Again, that's mud-plus.com and use code TRYMUD at checkout for a 15% discount. Hey friends, this episode is sponsored by Factor, my go-to source for delicious and ready-to-eat meals. I love the work that I do, and I can find myself following an idea or a project for hours at a time, and then realize that I haven't eaten in a while. It's in those moments that I'm so grateful for Factor. First off, their meals are fresh, chef-crafted, and ready to eat, which means I don't have to spend time prepping, cooking, and cleaning up. I just get to enjoy the food. Second, since there are over 35 different meal options each week, I never get bored. I can choose from Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, and more which is great because Sarah and I have very different tastes and now we don't have to compromise as much in the kitchen. And then there are the add-ons, which include things like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Basically, Factor has you covered through the entire day. Overall, we have found so much value in Factor. And if you're like us, then Factor might be the perfect solution for you if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash havingitall50 and use code havingitall50 to get 50% off. Again, that's code havingitall50 at factormeals.com slash havingitall50 to get 50% off. So what Tim shares in the TED Talk and what I'm actually going to break down here um, is this exercise that he calls fear setting. So instead of goal setting, he does fear setting. I imagine, you know, Tim is setting goals for himself and his life and his business as well. But this practice, this fear setting practice, um, I get it now why doing it is uh, beneficial. And I think we've all probably have heard of something similar. or Maybe you've done it uh, where basically you're weighing the pros and cons of stepping into a, you know, or, or, or the weighing the pros and cons of facing your fear. And that's the, the, the basis of what the fear setting exercise is. And so I'm going to go into that now. And um, there's, you know, he says three pages to this fear setting exercise. And let me actually, I'm going to back up because I want to set the context for when you might use this, when you might want to um, actually you know, carry out this exercise. And it's when you're faced with a big decision in your life that you are afraid of. You know, when you are, you know, you have an opportunity, something is presented to you, and it's creating that anxiety. It's, it's making your, you know, it's making your hands sweaty. It's making you sweat under your armpits. It's bringing that, that heat, that prickly heat throughout your body. That's when you can use an exercise like this to really just take a very close look at, at what you're actually afraid of and weigh the, the, the cost and the benefits of stepping into that fear. And so an example that I'm going to share is one that 
still to this day brings up some anxiety for me, and that's networking events. I have, I, it's funny, I, I consider myself a people person. You know, my wife, Sarah, she always talks about how I strike up conversations with strangers all the time, whether it's at the grocery store or, or at the park or, you know, I'm at the mechanic. I can just, I just have this ability and, to just talk to people and relate to people and have great conversations with people. And, and it, so it's very, it's very weird for me that when it comes to like a networking event, the thought of going to a, a place, a building, a restaurant, you know, a conference center where I don't know anybody and stepping in there and needing to kind of insert myself into a conversation and, you know, everybody's there. It's funny because everybody's there to meet one another, but just that thought, it totally creates anxiety within me and still to this day makes me uncomfortable. Like I would much rather not go to networking events than to actually attend them. So I was invited to go to a networking event around podcasting. And once again, all of those, those fears and feelings come up. And the first thing that happens with me is I justify and I create a dozen reasons why I'm not going. I'm like, oh, you know, it doesn't work with my schedule. Or, oh, you know, it, that's, that's when I put my, my baby girl down for bed. So, no, I can't do that. Or, you know, it's evening time. And that's, that's like when I like to spend time with my wife and, you know, oh, it's on the other end of town and there's traffic during the day during that time. And damn, those business cards of mine, they're just, they're not, the website's wrong on them. So, you know, it's like all these things that just go on in my head. It's just my ego. It's just my ego buying into that fear and creating all these reasons why I'm not going to go to the networking event. So that's what was happening. And so now I'm going to take that example and we're going to plug it into this fear setting exercise. So the first thing that you do in this fear setting exercise is you actually define the fear. So you answer the question, what if I blank? So in this case, I'm going to say, what if I went to this networking event? And so for you, insert whatever it is, the fear that you're having, insert it in that blank. You know, what if I quit my job? What if I came out to my parents? What if I had that really raw conversation with my spouse? Whatever it is, that's what the fear is. You define it there. The next thing that, that you do, uh, Tim calls it define. And you're defining all of the worst things that you can imagine happening if you actually take that step, right? So for me, my fear is what if I went to the networking event where I knew nobody, okay? So some of the worst things that I can imagine happening are, you know, I, ha I must endure that awkward feeling of walking up to a group of strangers who are already in a conversation and introducing myself and inserting myself into the conversation. Like that is terrible. I might also have to endure standing alone in the corner by myself, pretending to be busy on my cell phone because I'm too afraid to, to engage with anyone. And another you know, terrible thing that could happen is that I get into a conversation with somebody who turns out to be smarter than me, more experienced than me, more clever than me, more personable, and they expose me for a fraud. Like that, in my mind, are like the worst case scenarios of going to a networking event. So we defined what the fear is, or we, we, we've stated what the fear is, we've defined what the worst things that we can imagine happening. The next thing we do is 
you list what you can do to prevent those worst things from happening. Like what can we do to prevent them or to decrease the likelihood of them actually happening? So for me, if feeling awkward and introducing myself to a group of strangers is one of the worst things that could possibly happen, then a way for me to prevent that could be I bring a friend with me or I ask Sarah to come with me. So now I'm not the one, I'm not doing it solo walking up to a group. I'm walking up with somebody else. So I seem less, you know, whatever. I seem less dorky or whatever the, 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 the story is I'm telling myself about being a, a solo person walking up to a group. Another example is, you know, if I'm standing in the corner by myself pretending to be busy on my phone, one way I could prevent that is don't bring your phone. Leave my phone in the car. That way I kind of force myself to get into these conversations with folks because I have no plan B. I don't have that phone to lean on as a crutch. So we've stated what the fear is, we've defined the worst case scenario, and we've listed some things that we can do to prevent those worst case scenarios. Next, what you want to do is repair. You want to list things that you can do to repair. The, if, if the worst case scenario happened, Like, how can you repair it? How can you repair the damage? And so, we'll go back to my example, feeling awkward introducing myself to a group of strangers. One thing that I could do to prepare is I could come with a really corny joke, like a corny icebreaker joke, that if I, if I step in, I can boom, lay on the really corny joke, get a few laughs, and kind of ease the tension a little bit. Also, with me standing in the corner by myself, pretending to be on the cell phone, to prepare, I could arrive early and grab a spot at one of the central tables that is basically going to guarantee that other people are going to be crowding around me and I'm going to have people to talk to. So that's what's cool about this exercise. And this is just the first part. But with this first part, what you've done is you've, de you, you've declared this is the thing that I'm super afraid of. And then you've gone on to just think about, okay, worst case scenario, what's going to happen if I take the step? Okay, man, that, that'll happen, that'll happen, yeah, that'll happen. Then you know, that's going to suck, and then you're going to go on and say, okay, I could prevent it, so that's kind of interesting. I could do a few things to actually prevent that worst-case scenario. And then if the worst-case scenario did happen, I can actually repair some of the damage. So what you've done in this very first step of the three-step process is you've kind of shown yourself that even your worst fears, even your worst-case scenarios, A, they aren't that bad, B, there's things you can do to prevent them, and then C, you can actually repair it if it does happen. So that kind of relieves some of that tension a little bit. At least it definitely does for me. So that's page one of Tim Ferriss's fear setting exercise. So page two or part two, you answer this question, what might be the benefits of an attempt or a partial success? So if you just attempt that thing that you're considering, if you attempt that thing that you're afraid of, what's going to happen? Are you going to build confidence? Are you going to learn new skills? Are you going to meet new people? Whatever. List out the things that are going to happen. So for me, with this networking example, if I were to go to this networking event, some of the things that could happen from just a partial success is I land new business. You know, I know for me, when I am able to meet people face-to-face -face who are experiencing the challenge or the need that I can come and solve for them, that typically will result in me ending up working with them. So one of the benefits of me going is that I get new business, I get new clients. 
Another benefit is that I can meet people who I could potentially partner with in the future. You know, maybe I meet somebody who is a digital marketer and they look at me as somebody who can, you know, they can send some of their clients to when their clients need help with a podcast. So now we have a partnership going on. I send my people to them for digital marketing. They send their people to me for podcasting. Boom. Win-win partnership right there. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Another potential benefit for me is that I can make new friends. And I can talk shop with people who are interested in the same things that I am. You know, if I'm going to a, a podcasting event, those people are probably interested in podcasting. So we can have some common, you know, some, some things that we, we share in common. So that's what you do on page two. It's simple. You just define or list out the different benefits of an attempt or a partial success. And on page three, what you want to do is write out the cost of not taking action. Because there's always a cost for sitting on the sidelines. There's a cost for succumbing to your fears. There's a cost for playing small. And so in this exercise, you simply list out, what am I giving up if I don't do anything? So for me, like I said, going to the event, I land new business. That means not going to the event. I'm losing out on revenue. You know, and I'm losing out on revenue, not just now, but six months down the road, a year down the road, that, that could be a, a significant amount of revenue for my business. I'm also losing out on potential business opportunities, potential partnerships, potential referrals, all sorts of different things that could come from just meeting one, you know, the right per, one of the right people at this event. And I think probably most important is that for me, not taking action, I missed out on the character building that happens each and every time I step into my fears. Because now that I know that for myself, I know that when I step into my fear, no matter how big the fear is, no matter how scared I am, I always come out on the other end stronger, more resilient, more humble, more powerful. All of that happens as a result of me stepping into my fears. So knowing that and choosing to not step into the fear, choosing to take you know, to not take action, to play small anyway, like that to me ends up being a big character hit. So that's what you do on page three. Now, by the time you've done all of this, by the time you've, you know, really looked at what your fear is, define the worst case scenario, list it out the things you could do to prevent it, list it out the things you could do to repair the worst case scenario, list it out all the benefits and list it out all the costs of not taking action, 
most people are going to be able to look at all of that and say, wow, okay, my fear is, you know, if we were to quantify it, the fear now that I've actually put it on paper is like a three out of 10. And the upside to actually to taking action and stepping into that fear is like a nine out of 10. So how could you not do it? And that's why I think is the real power in an exercise like this. Because I believe that each of us can conjure up examples in our own lives of the costs and benefits of stepping into fears. Or at least you can conjure up examples of that feeling when you chose to take action versus when you chose inaction. I know what it's like and I remember the feeling every time I chose to not take action. For me, I always felt like a chump. I felt weak, I felt small, I felt just, I felt terrible, I felt terrible. And I don't wanna feel that way anymore. And that's what I told myself five years ago. I don't wanna feel this way anymore. And back then I didn't do an exercise as thorough as this, but I absolutely did some, some you know, cost payoff analysis in my mind. Like, wow, okay, what am I gonna do if, like, what, what would happen if I do this? You know, and for me it was, it was quitting my job. That was a huge fear I had at the time. I just, I was not happy with my workplace. I didn't vibe with the management. I, I didn't vibe with the management style. And I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do. And so I remember coming home, sitting on my floor, so frustrated. Sarah was on the bed and I was just venting, like just venting, letting it all out. And this, this thought just popped in my mind and it was, what would you do if you weren't afraid? I remember, I remember it like yesterday. What would you do if you weren't afraid? And so I thought to myself, if I wasn't afraid, I would leave this job. I would start my own marketing agency. And I would go out tomorrow and begin the process of acquiring some my own of my own clients. And then the next thought was like, okay, what would happen if I did that? Right? And then you start thinking, okay, well, I'm not gonna have money coming in for a little while. I don't know how to operate my own business. I've never done it. I don't know where the heck I'm gonna go to get clients. I've never done that. You know, and you start thinking of all the different things. But then boy, I started thinking about all the benefits. I started thinking about waking up on Mondays and being excited. Oh my gosh, I'm actually excited for the week. Because I totally felt that that's those Sunday blues. Like when Sunday evening rolled around, I was just, I was burning up inside because I knew I was going to have to go into the office the next day. And for me, it just, it, it, it didn't work. So I know what it's like to do this exercise. I know what it's like to step into those big fears. I also know what it's like to not take any action at all. And if there's anything that I can share from my example, uh, from my experience, it's that I have always, always, always experienced the benefits of stepping into the fear far outweighed any of the costs, far outweighed any of the, the things that could potentially go wrong, the worst case scenarios. And I haven't been proven wrong personally yet. 
And for me, that means I'm going to continue to step into my fears. I'm going to continue to look at them, feel my heart race, feel the sweat in my armpits, hear those voices, that inner voice, that inner monologue that's giving me a thousand reasons why I shouldn't do it, or it's actually not smart for me to do it, or if you were a man, you wouldn't do this. All of that stuff. And I know I'm going to, you know, it's going to come up in the future when I'm presented with an opportunity to step into my fear. But that's been my, that's been my MO for the past number of years. Step into fears. Every time I step into a fear, I believe I'm choosing love. I'm choosing to love myself. Choosing to love others. You know, I'm, re I'm respecting the opportunity that's being presented to me, the, the growth opportunity, the healing opportunity. And so I was inspired by obvious reasons by this TED Talk and definitely wanted to share it with you all because, you know, if you're like me, some, sometimes you just crave a process. Sometimes you just crave steps, like someone tell me what to do. Give me the one, two, three steps. And I think Tim Ferriss has done that quite nicely with his TED Talk and his fear-setting exercise. So go check it out. Remember, the TED Talk is called Why You Should Define Your Fears Instead of Your Goals. Drop that into Google or just go to TED and TED.com and um, search Tim Ferriss, T-I-M-F-E-R-R-I-S-S, -S, and it will come up. And I'd love to hear some of your, if you have an exercise or if you have a little go-to mental practice, whatever you do to kind of prepare yourself when you are presented with an opportunity to step into a fear. I'd love to hear it. You know, I I can resonate with Tim's examples and I know that there's, or Tim's exercise, and I know there are other exercises out there that, that you use, and so I'd love to hear them. Um, you can share them with me, or you can also share with me that big fear that you've got right now, and we can work on the exercise together. That'd be cool. You know, I'm happy to do that because... I know, I get it, you know, I've been there, that fear is real, you know, that paralysis, that freaking paralysis that happens when you're, when you're so afraid by something is, is real. And there's a quote that Tim Ferriss shares in the TED Talk, and the quote is from Seneca, and the quote goes, we suffer more, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. And it's those thoughts, it's that, it's our imagination that just runs wild when we when we plant some fear seeds. And so this is a great exercise you can use to not let those fear seeds take root, to prevent that self-paralysis, to help you see why choosing love is going to benefit you every single time, and to ultimately help you to move. Because that's what it's about. It's about moving. It's about taking action. So reach out. My personal email address is mattcbivens at gmail.com, M-A-T-T-C-B-I-V-E-N-S at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And once again, the link for this episode will be on the show notes over at firesidenetwork.com. This podcast, the Having It All podcast, is part of the Fireside Network, which is run by my great friend, Bill Ramsey. I appreciate him and everything he's done to help me get this show off the ground and we love being a part of Fireside Network, and that's where you can find all of the show notes for every single episode over there, firesidenetwork.com, and you can just search for the Having It All podcast. And I got nothing left for you, so with that, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you, Having It All.
Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.